This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. How many brand ambassadors do you have? 8,000. So What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 8,000 brand ambassadors? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, okay. I thought you were going to say 50. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're a lot. They're oh. a lot. And they're from all over, too. Like, they're from Australia, like, Canada, everywhere. They're from everywhere. New Zealand. I am shocked. (laughs) Welcome to The Real Reel, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. Today's episode, I am interviewing another Miami guest. She is a Miami local. Well, not born and raised here. She was actually born and raised in Israel, but moved to Miami a few years ago. And she is incredible. Her name is Alma, and she is the founder of The Tropical Society, which you've probably seen a bunch of your favorite influencers wearing their bikinis all throughout Instagram and TikTok, like Addison Ray, Alex Earl, a bunch of the cast members of Too Hot to Handle, and she just started her business in the middle of COVID and it has taken off. She is pretty much like a one-woman show at this point. She does have a few people working for her, but she does almost everything by herself still, and she's built such a strong community with you guys. I'm not even going to tell you how many ambassadors she has. Actually, I will, just so that you can jaw drop like I did. She's 8,000 brand ambassadors for Tropical Society. When she told me that she built a strong ambassadorship program and that's what helped her skyrocket the business, I thought she was going to say 50. I was shook when she said 8,000. Anyways, if you're listening to this intro, that means that you're listening to the audio version and this version will be on YouTube. So if you want to see the video version, then head on over to my YouTube channel and check it out. If you guys have been liking the video podcast, let me know and let me know which guests you want to hear on the pod because it has been so much fun recording these episodes and bringing people into the Rella office to record these podcasts. I've had such amazing guests come through the studio, the makeshift studio, which I like to call it. I would love to like build out a legit studio one day, but we'll see about that. Anyways, if you guys enjoy this podcast, please let me know. I actually wanted to do the reviewer of the week, which by the way, you can actually review on Spotify now. So if you guys like it, then let me know. Okay, this reviewer of the week comes from Michaela. She says, meaningful and helpful information on a consistent basis. Thank you so much. I find myself nodding in agreement with so much that is offered here. Great tools, guest speakers that provide resources you can actually use and implement in your personal life, career, and business. Thank you so much, Michaela, for that really, really nice review. If you guys want to leave a review, that would mean so much to me. We have 4.8 stars. We're almost at 1,000 ratings. So go ahead and leave a review on Apple. It really helps the show grow. And let me know what guests you want to see next. Anyways, I don't want to make this intro too long because I've been doing a lot of solo episodes. So you guys are pretty caught up in my life. But let's welcome Alma to the show. Hello, Alma. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I know. I'm really excited. And I know that this was something that was planned for a while. Yeah. 
And I feel so bad because I would like DM you. I'm like, be on my podcast, please. I'm so excited. And then I just would like forget to respond. No, I was so excited that you texted me. And it was funny because I was looking at your podcast like literally a day before or something. And then you messaged me and I was like, oh, my God, like, shut up. I'm doing this. Like, this is so exciting. So we followed each other. Yeah. And I know that we had like messaged in the past. But and then I saw you again, like you came up on my feet again when Alex Earl wore your bikini, I think. Oh, I did. Yeah. yeah more she recently. Did. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I know this girl. Why <laughs> have I not had her on my podcast? Because I'm like yeah. looking for more entrepreneur guests. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for more guests in person. And I was like, wait, I also just want to like <laughs> hang out with her and like talk to her. I know. I was thinking that too. I was like, she seems so cool. And we did meet in one of your events that you had. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's where we met, like in person, but it was like a very quick because it was like so much going on. Yeah, I know. I remember that event. I've met so many people and like, Mm -hmm. I know that's how I like followed a lot of people. And that's where I like first met people in Miami, but it's like such a blur. I totally get you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm really excited to have you on because I want to hear about your story about Mm -hmm. starting a business. Yeah. And you have a bikini company called the Tropical Society. And one, it's so cute. Like, Thank you. <laughs> I am so particular with bikinis because mm-hmm. there's so many of them where I just like don't like the cut or I yeah. don't like the style or they maybe don't like flatter my body type. So there's a lot like that. Yours is really cute. Like it's Thank like you. exactly what I like. Like the higher, yes. it's not high waisted. Like it's not it's like high cut. High cut. Exactly. That's yes. what I love. That's what I love. Yeah. And that's why I started because, okay, so I'm a Miami girl. Like I've been here for like, a decade already and I always go to the beach like whenever I don't know for fun like I really do go to the beach like really really often and so bikinis are always something that I'm always like on the hunt for and yeah I never found something that I thought was like a hundred percent super flattering and also like when you wear a bikini like especially when like let's say you're in a group of people and like I don't know you want to feel confident you know and you want to feel comfortable you don't want to worry about the bikini moving you know or you just want to make sure that the bikini does all the right things. And that's something that I really struggle with finding. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, why wouldn't I just make my own? And that's kind of how it all started. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love it because I've always felt that way when I'm trying on bathing suits, yeah. but I would never think to like start my own mm-hmm. bikini company. <laughs> and I feel like when you first started it, so how long ago was it that you started? Three years, 2020. Okay. So yeah. 2020 was also like, a lockdown year. Yes. So was that something also that triggered you to start? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So I graduated high school 2018. Then I went to Miami Dade and I was super lost. Anyone who knew me back then, I didn't know what I wanted to major in. I didn't know anything. Like I tried culinary school. I did nutrition. I did like literally everything and anything. And I didn't find my passion. Like it really did take me a long time. So I was in Dade for like a year and a half. And then during COVID, which was when the lockdown started, you know, we couldn't go anywhere. Like it was literally you're stuck at home, don't have anything else that you Mm -hmm. can do. And so I really took that time and I was like, okay, what do I want to do in my life that I'm actually passionate about and something that's going to make me happy? Yeah. And I started brainstorming. Like I was like, okay, I love fashion. It's something that I actually always, as much as I loved it, I was nervous to make that my career because people always say like it's so competitive it's hard to make money like literally a million reasons why you shouldn't do it Mm -hmm. and so I was always pushed away from that and that's why when I went to college I tried everything else but that and so in 
quarantine, like I was like, okay, let me just do something for fun. Like on the side, it doesn't need to be my full-time thing. I'm still in school. Like I'll figure this out. So I started originally actually making like tie-dye shirts. Okay. And you were selling them on? So I did Etsy. Okay. For a second, like literally, I don't know, like a couple weeks. I made a handful of sales, which I was like freaked out about. I was like, oh my God, like someone likes my stuff. Like this is crazy. And then Etsy closed down my shop, suspended me. I tried to reopen. That's what's hard with working with like Etsy and like those type of websites. If they decide that something in your shop is like not working for them, they would ban you and nothing you can do. Wait, why did they close your shop? I don't know. It was like a whole thing. They thought that I was selling something that I shouldn't have but you were selling i know but sometimes like if you sell like a shirt like a disney shirt then they would take it down because it's like copyright yeah got it so yeah so they took it down and that was the end of that i thought that was like the end of my fashion career even though i literally made like five sales and i was so sad about it but that really what pushed me into having my own website starting i did swimsuits which was so opposite of like the Mm-hmm. things but yeah that's kind of the breaking point i thought that was the end yeah so yeah <laughs> let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production especially when you are battling frizz and take it from me i live in miami florida it is about to be summer I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Heirs tour for like the third time, you know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz-free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code RealReal. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus 
cost tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet, Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. When you transitioned to bathing suits and bikinis, Mm -hmm. did you have a design background? Like, were you sketching the bathing suits or the bikinis? Or was it just like, I like shopping (laughs) for bikinis. So like, I'm just going to go ahead and do this. Okay. So I literally remember during quarantine, I would stay up until like three in the morning and I would sketch. I always liked drawing. I'm not so good at it at all. But, you know, I could draw like a bikini, you know. So I would like sketch, I would brainstorm like names for Mm. the brand. Like I would just like brainstorm a bunch of things. I didn't have any background in anything related to fashion or sewing or running a business, like literally nothing. But I bought a sewing machine. And during quarantine, that's something that I worked on. My grandma came, she helped me. She's really good at sewing. So Mm. that's kind of like just taught myself everything. Wow. Yeah. And you were sewing the bikinis yourself at first? Yes, yes. Do you still do that? No, no. Yeah, I was doing it for a really long time. I think like the first year, everything was made by me, maybe even more than the first year. And then once like we started to make a lot of sales and a lot of orders, it was really hard to keep up. Like people waited months for a bikini. And they were, yeah, but everyone was super like understanding because I really shared like, you know, the whole process of like how the bikini is made, how I do it fabrics everything wow you yeah. shared it on tiktok or youtube yeah, TikTok or-, or on our instagram page so yeah i just really was i wanted to show them like what the behind the scene of it is you know mm-hmm. so yeah but then after a while it was just really really hard to keep up it was so time consuming like each bikini took me like an hour so yeah yeah it's, it was a lot it was hard <laughs> wow and how did you even get the recognition for, for there to be a wait list like usually when people start a business that's not even the hardest part the hardest yeah. part is like getting the word out for and sure. getting your first sale like when did that first sale hit and then when did that growth happen where people were waiting months for yeah. a bikini <laughs> so I had a viral tiktok yeah <laughs> And that was like really what kind of like made the brand like blow up. After that, like I just was really consistent with TikTok, with social media. I did like influencers collabs, like I did Addison Ray and yeah, Alex Earl, but that's more recent. Mm-hmm. And a couple others. A lot of people from like Too Hot to Handle back then in quarantine, it was like really big yep. Too Hot to Handle. And they were so nice. Honestly, those girls are the sweetest. So yeah, so that was also kind of big, like when Addison Ray wore one of our bikinis that also kind of like made our brand blow up and people really noticed it from there. So I think just that, like that was really 
TikTok was really a big part of it for sure. Yeah. And what was the first viral TikTok? So the first one, it got like 50,000 views, which is not even so viral. But I remember exactly the day. It was so funny. I was at Walmart and I was just like shopping for something. And I never got any notifications on TikTok because nothing was viral for me back then. I had like three followers. Yeah. And I just remember getting like a bunch of notifications from TikTok. I saw that the video was viral. The video was just me saying that I'm looking for like brand ambassadors for my brand. Oh. Yeah. And a lot of girls loved it, wanted to join and stuff like that. So that was the first viral one that really blew it up. And did that video help you get sales or did it just help you get brand ambassadors? Both. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So that's when you got like the brand ambassadorship idea, started like reaching out to girls. Do you accredit like your brand ambassadors for helping you grow the business? Of course. They're one of the biggest part of this brand. So I make sure that they're very involved with it too, Mm -hmm. because I appreciate them so much. And they're really like, give me so much love. It's crazy. The messages that they sent me, they're as passionate about tropical society just as much as me. Wow. You know, and that's what I love about like having them as a part of the brand. So I really try to make sure that they're a part of new designs. Like I just have a new collection coming up and they literally designed it from like the beginning to end. Wow. Yeah. I really try to make sure that they're very involved with the brand and, you know, that they're a part of it. They're part of like the Tropical Society family. How do you get them involved? Like, are you using just email, Slack, a group, Um, Facebook? Like, what do you do? So I do emails. They all follow my personal. Some of them follow my personal account. All of them follow Tropical Society. And then I have a private Instagram page just for brand ambassadors. Okay. Yeah. And they're very active on there. Like everything that I post, I ask them questions. I really like talk to them about everything, like all the behind the scenes. So they're very much know what's going on. And yeah, so that's kind of like how they get involved. Yeah. How many brand ambassadors do you have? 8,000. So What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 8,000 brand ambassadors? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, okay. I thought you were going to say 50. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're a lot. They're oh. a lot. And they're from all over too. Like they're from Australia, like Canada, everywhere. They're from everywhere. New Zealand. I am shocked. (laughs) That's crazy. And so how do you become a brand ambassador? So what you need to do is apply on our website. Uh I review all the applications. You know, they have to submit like their social media names and also like a little paragraph about themselves. I don't focus on followers so much. I mainly just focus on the girl itself. I think that the most important thing for me is probably just to make sure that they're as passionate about the brand, just like me, and about bathing suits and about our message. So, you know, I review it every night. I look through everything. And then we're very quick about it. Like within like usually 24 hours, we would message them back. And yeah, and then they would go from there. They need to like make an account. They get commission also. So they have their own like personal codes. And then they just could earn commission or points, you know, for the store, like store credit, depending. So yeah, you really just need to apply, tell us a little bit about yourself, and we go from there. That's insane that you have that many people (laughs) repping your brand. That's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. I really was not expecting that. (laughs) I was expecting you to literally say 50, and I would have been shocked at 50, too. I would have been like, wow, that's amazing. (laughs) That is so so cool. Yeah, they're amazing. They're amazing. Wow. When you first started, did you expect it to be where it is today? You're like, what was your kind of like expectation when you started? 
I literally, I don't think I had any expectations at all. Like I was just like doing it for fun. I did it because I truly, truly enjoyed it. And the fact that there's so many brand ambassadors and customers that just enjoy it as much as I am. It's amazing. No, I didn't expect anything. Like everything, I didn't even think I was going to start a business. I dropped out of college the second it got like a little more. Wow. Yeah, busy. Because I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, no. I was like, I love fashion. I always wanted to have my own business. So I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. That must be such like a freeing feeling, but yeah. also really scary too. Yeah, at times. It's very overwhelming also. Sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, like. It's hard because so I don't have any experience with like running a brand or designing or anything. So a lot of the times you really need to like sit down and like write down what you need to do and just like figure out like, okay, I need to do X, Y and Z. And for a long time, I was the only person that was like, you know, running it. Now I have girls that help me at the warehouse, customer service. So thank God I was able to like actually grow this much to the point that these girls really really helped me but yeah it's really overwhelming to do like everything on your own and really just think of all the things you have to do because you could do anything you know yeah. there's so much it never stops no there's no you roadmap know? that you yeah. okay you did this now now it's time to do this like mm-hmm. you're figuring everything out yeah. how do you decide how many pieces to drop or what to design next are you thinking ahead because i know bikinis is interesting because it's not as seasonal I feel like like mm-hmm. with a normal clothing company like if you're doing dresses and pants and shirts and all that stuff you think in like summer fall yeah. winter but bikinis are like summer year round <laughs> so it's not like you're coming up with like a winter coat yeah. for the fall or for the winter so how do you come up with the designs and like what's the research that goes behind it where do you get inspiration from like I'd love to know about your process of rolling out these launches Mm -hmm. so I don't do it by season for now maybe that's something that I would do like later on right now it's just really whenever a good design comes to mind Mm -hmm. I do a sample and then I share a lot of it with brand ambassadors if they like it we're going for it you know Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah so but how I come up with the designs I like to be up to trends like Mm -hmm. I really want to make sure that everything's in style So I don't know, like, for example, the new collection that I've been working on is shells. Mm. And I really love shells. I always thought shells with floating is really, really cute. So I don't know. I was just like, okay, let me try it out. And I tried to combine. I'm trying to think of like a collection that I did that was like two trends that I took. I think I did a Y2K bikini, Mm -hmm. which was really like in style a couple months ago, I think, like in the beginning of the year. And Y2K was like everywhere. So I I was like thinking... How can I combine the Y2K trend into a bathing suit? Yeah. So I did rainstones and then to keep it tropical, because obviously it's a tropical society yeah. and it's bikinis, I did like an hibiscus flower on it that's oh, from cute. rainstones. So yeah, so that's kind of like how I try to combine a trend with the bikinis that I'm working on. But yeah. it's always different. Like it's really like, I'll say something I like, you know, like a trend, then I would try to combine that with tropical society something yeah yeah and is it just you designing everything or do you have a designer no so I design everything wow that's so impressive it's so fun (laughs) 
I'm always curious because I'm the founder of Rella, but mm-hmm. it's so different than a bikini company. Like you're not even in the same ballpark, but we're both founders. So we understand a lot of the yeah. same like struggles when it comes to starting a business. But what is your day to day like? Because I feel like for every industry, mm-hmm. you have similarities, but there's also a lot of differences. And I, I think having a fashion company is like so fun, but I'm sure that there's so many like not glamorous <laughs> moments of it. Yeah. So what does your day-to-day look like? I know every day is probably different, but yeah, walk us through a typical day in your life. Okay, so I wake up, <laughs> make my coffee. I usually like to write down either the night before or the morning. I usually write down like points of things that I want to get done. So sometimes it could be marketing ideas. It could be like to-do lists, like pack orders, go to the warehouse, check up on things. I don't go to the warehouse every day. It really depends. Like I have a good friend of mine that works for me there. Her name is Marcialo. She's amazing. She really, really helps. Like she basically manages the warehouse. Yeah. So I sometimes go to the warehouse, check up on things, do restocks. I always think of like new ways to grow. So I do a lot of like marketing research just to see like what else can be done what does your marketing research look like like what are you doing when you're researching that stuff okay so like the most recent thing that I was looking at is ads okay yeah that's something that I've never done before most of my things were just like organic growth but ads are great you Mm -hmm. know that's something that like every company does so I was very curious about it like you know there's also SEOs Yeah, yeah 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 So that's another thing that I was like looking into because I don't know much about that stuff like at all. Yeah. So just like YouTube videos, YouTube videos. (laughs) I love that you are not someone that necessarily has that business background and Mm -hmm. you have this successful company because so many people get so scared because they don't have that background or they didn't go to school or they have never worked for a, you know, small company before. No one in their family has done it. And I just think you're such a good example of being like, you don't need a degree. You don't need a professional business background. Like you really just need passion and then curiosity, I think. Like you're curious about learning about paid ads. So you're looking it up yourself. Like that's not just because you haven't done it before doesn't mean that you're going to not do it or not go in that direction. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I don't have any experience in any of that or knowledge. It's really something that I learned as I go. And it's funny because a lot of people like, with friends or whatever people sometimes ask me like okay like I want to start this I don't have experience I don't know what to do so I don't think I'm gonna do it and I think it's just so like why you know just give it a chance before tropical society I actually had a lot of other failed businesses (laughs) that I tried I tried to do Amazon for a little bit. That was a complete What was that? Like drop shipping or? Um, It was private label. Okay. So basically like it was really bad. (laughs) I tried to sell chin straps. That was a complete fail. I ordered like a (laughs) hundred pieces or even more and I sold nothing. I still have a hundred chin straps (laughs) in my house. Like, yeah. So I've done so many things that failed. So important to just don't give up, you know, like you're going to find something. I totally agree because I'm the same way where... Before Rella, I had an online store. Mm -hmm. So I had an online store when I graduated college that did not do well. I had it for about a year and then I closed it down. And like, I can't even tell you the numbers on it because like I did not run it properly Mm -hmm. where I think I just broke even. But I can't even tell you that for sure because I was (laughs) not running it as like an efficient business. And then I had an agency and that agency didn't do as well as I would have like wanted it Mm -hmm. to do. And then I had now Rella, which is the longest... Thing that's like the most successful that I've done and I think it's like what I'm that's really amazing. meant to do but yeah I think that I'm always someone like you where I just want to try things yeah. 
Because what's the worst that happens? Okay, it doesn't work. You learn so much from 100%. it. 100%. Yeah, because a lot of people also ask me, I want to start my own thing, but I don't know what product I want to sell, mm -hmm. you know? Then they would tell me like ideas they had, like different ideas. And I always tell them, I'm like, whatever you're most, like what all of, the, from all of these ideas, whatever you like the most, try. It right. doesn't work out. You lose some money. You get a lot of experience, you know? Yeah. And it's fine. Like, you know, you just need to get started. Forget about sales. Forget about all that. Like, make sure that you're just enjoying it. And if you enjoy it, you'll succeed. Yeah, yeah. I think so, too. And it takes time to succeed. For sure. In the beginning, it might not do well, but For it sure. takes time. I was doing really bad <laughs> with my sales and everything. Like, I was doing terrible. Yeah. How... There's still months that I don't make a lot of sales at all. But mm -hmm. it's the bigger picture that really matters, you know? How long did it take you for like you to start seeing sales pick up? Like from when you launched your first website to getting like, oh, wow, this is like doing better than I thought. Okay. So I started officially the brand 2020, but it's only like I started officially because that's when I was actually like making sales and like profit and stuff. Uh -huh. But I was doing it. I want to say, I don't think it was 2018. I think it was 2019. So maybe like a year, honestly. Yeah. I think I might be wrong, but I think it definitely wasn't like right away. No way. That's you know? a long time. It was a really long time. It was very long. That's why I was still in college. I really didn't think it would be where it is today. I yeah. did not think that. You and know? you've gotten it on. Not only do you have 8000 brand ambassadors, <laughs> which is insane to me, <laughs> but you. the fact that you've gotten it on like really cool people. Like I went through yeah. it on your Instagram and saw that as seen on and like seen all <laughs> the people that you've had it. Not only that have posted about you, that but that you've like packaged orders for like mm -hmm. Vanessa Hutchins and yes. Sweeney. Charlie D'Amelio, yes. Alex Earl has posted about you a bunch, mm -hmm. Addison Ray. Like, <laughs> how do you send packages to those people? Because I'm sure there's so many yeah. people listening that want their products to be sent to famous so, people. So simple. I just send them a message. Sometimes they answer, sometimes they don't, sometimes they answer you after a year, you know? So just shoot your shot, you know? So you just DM them directly. Yeah. I just DM them. Like, I think Sydney all, Sweeney, Vanessa Hutchins, yes. you didn't go through like an agent or anything. Oh, no, no, no. I DM'd all of them. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just sometimes like, yeah. They answer, sometimes they don't. And also, actually, I just remembered, sometimes you do need to find like the agent. So for Addison Ray, I didn't talk to her directly. I spoke to the agent. Mm -hmm. So you need to like do your research to, to talk to the right person who could get you to them. Yeah. You know, some of them like wouldn't talk to you like I had I don't know if I can say the name of the person but she's a really big singer like huge uh -huh. you know and I messaged her agent and I was like hey I'm Alma I have this business whatever and I told him like hey I would love to send her a bathing suit and he literally responded no she's good thanks oh. like straight up so you're going to get rejected. Just be ready. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like there's a nicer way than like, she's good. Be yeah. Like, no, I thanks. I was shocked. I she's was shocked. <laughs> but whatever. I took it like, you know, as a joke, like whatever. You know, yeah. maybe one day she will wear my bikini. Exactly. You know? And, you know, now you have his contact. Mm -hmm. So if you ever want to reach back out, yeah. like you have a thread going on. With for him. sure. For sure. Yeah. It was just so funny. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I know. Usually, if, if someone offers me free PR, like if I don't want it, I'll just be like, "Thank you so much for reaching out," but yeah. I'm gonna pass right now, just because I just don't want to have waste. You know, like if I know I'm not gonna use something, or if I have something similar, I'm like, I don't want to have like a ton of waste for built sure. up in yeah, my yeah, apartment. 100%. So, but I'm always like so grateful that mm -hmm. they're 
offering to send me something for free yeah no for sure it's nice it's just like gift for gift but yeah look like if they don't love it then i totally get it because i really would want them to have it and enjoy it you know actually wear it alex earl and addison ray like they were tropical society multiple times which Mm -hmm. made me so grateful like i was like wow i can't believe they love it this much like yeah and they've tagged you in it yeah yeah uh i don't think addison did but alex did yeah yeah. but still like that's like so cool she's very sweet yeah she's super super nice yeah and i feel like that makes such a big difference actually i would love to know because you know influencers some people are like they don't work like they'll post you and then you get no sales and then Mm -hmm. some people are like no i got like a ton of sales when an influencer tagged me and Mm -hmm. stuff does it actually work like do you see sales when a big influencer tags you no i no way i didn't i don't think i saw like a big wave of sales from that no i usually post it myself and then i make sell off whatever i post but not like when they post your brand ambassadors that don't have as many followers when they post do you see more sales from that i think so yeah i think so yeah, that's crazy, yeah. though, because you would think someone with like millions of followers would sell out your inventory. Yeah, it usually just I think I would get like more followers. Like, it's just, I think it's mainly like just like exposure, at least for me. Mm-hmm. But I know that it works like yeah. for others, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and over time, like they'll remember your name. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And also like a lot of the times their friends who are big influencers would reach out. Mm-hmm. which ha- That happens a lot, like for sure. That's like something that every time like a big influencer post then i do have like their friends or whatever like reach out that are also influencers and they're always so nice and they always post most of the time they would post yeah if they said that they would that's so nice yeah i just am so fascinated by like the fashion design and actually like shipping directly to the consumer because (laughs) i've in such a different industry Mm -hmm. to me i'm just not creative in that way where i can't design something myself like (laughs) I know it looks good by looking at it, but yeah. I can't do any of the designs <laughs> myself. Did you ever take any like, courses or anything or no. just your own like inspiration? Yeah, it's something that I've just liked to do. So I kind of like taught myself that since I was young, like a kid. I always like drew sketches. There is this thing. I don't know if they have it in America, but it's called Top Model. Oh, yeah. Like America's little... Next Top Model or no? No, I don't think so. Oh, I'm thinking of Tyron Banks, America's no, Next Top Model. No, I know what you're talking <laughs> No, but it's like a little notebook and it has like a little like model figure and then you could draw on it. So that's something that as a kid, actually funny memory about me liking fashion. It's like my first memory that I actually realized that I liked it. I used to watch Zach and Cody, Uh you know, the Disney show. And do you remember London? Mm -hmm. So before when I was little, I used to watch the show and I would have like my little sketchbook and like a little list and I would look at whatever she wore. I thought she was such an icon back in the day. Like I was like, wow, I love her outfit. And I would write down what she wore. And then next day for school, I would get like inspo of what I should wear. And I literally did that. Like there's funny pictures of me wearing the most crazy thing to school. Like, yeah, I was like a funny kid. (laughs) That's so funny because her outfits were always extravagant. I know. Like sequins, feathers, glitter. glitter. Yeah, I was out there with that. Like I didn't care. That's so funny. What are some of your favorite upcoming trends that you're excited about for these next few months or the next year? Okay, so I like beachy vibes, you Mm -hmm. know, so that's really in. Yeah, yeah. so that's really in. And I do have something coming up with that. So I'm really excited about that. I love that there's a lot of like embroidered things like clothing, 
So that's a big trend that I love, which I also have a design coming up for. And shells. I love shells. shells very are, beachy, very tropical. Yeah, I love beachy. So those are, I think I'm really excited about those. Nice. <laughs> So I also noticed on TikTok, you post a lot of behind the scenes, like Mm -hmm. you'll show yourself packing an order or on your Instagram story, or you'll like go to the warehouse or show like a truck full of boxes. (laughs) So I know you have someone helping you, but are you also still the one like doing all that, like packaging the orders and keeping track of inventory? And like, what is your role still today? So packing orders, I would be there like actually, okay, so my parents helped me like with packing stuff and with everything. My dad, as honestly, he's it's been amazing like I actually post my dad a lot on my social media yeah because he helps me like if there's a big shipment coming in my dad would be there to literally pick it up it's like heavy things you know so my parents help me if it's a really busy day then I'd have like my whole family come and help my brother too my mom also and then I have the girls that work for me so depending on how busy it is I'd have like five to one girls will come to the warehouse and like ship orders and pack And I would do it too. If it's like really, really busy, then I would do it too. Or even if it's really slow and like I don't really need anyone to come, then I would do it myself. And then, so I do the marketing content. That's something that I always do. So that's something that I do in my everyday, like TikTok, all that. Like that's something that I like put a lot of time to do. I also do the designs. So, you know, like design new collections, see what's trending, like talk to brand ambassadors, see what Mm -hmm. they like. So, yeah, but the marketing one, I think, is the most time consuming because it's not even just TikTok. It's also what I was saying earlier, like new ways to market and grow and also managing everything. So, like, even the warehouse, the girls that come in and pack for me, like, you know, I still need to, like, sort of be there and kind of, like, know what's going on. Same with customer service. So managing marketing inventory, for sure, that's something that I do, even though I do have um, Maricialo, the girl mm-hmm. that works for me, she helps me a lot with that too, like counting everything, making sure everything is like in good condition. Yeah. You know, you really have to make sure that you go through everything yeah. before shipping it to a customer. Yeah. So I'd say just those things. Yeah. Well, you're very hands on still. <laughs> yeah. No, that's incredible. But I love just that you show the behind the scenes because I also think that makes people connect to you more and yeah. like, want to support your business yeah like I'd rather shop at your business knowing that you're doing all of that Mm -hmm. and like seeing the behind the scenes seeing you package like my order (laughs) for example and then instead of like a huge bathing suit company that I have no idea who's doing it which again you obviously want to get to that point you want to become that huge bathing suit company but I just think it's something special when you've seen the journey from the beginning like mm-hmm. when you do get to that point yeah. people are gonna see these videos that you're posting today or a video that you posted three years ago and be like wow look at where she started <laughs> versus where she is and I think that makes people want to support mm-hmm. you even more yeah I think something that I'm honestly always gonna have in my brand I think I always would want to post like the behind the scenes even like you know god willing like I'll be really big one day then I'd still want to share that with everyone because I really do think my customers, my followers, like my brand ambassadors, those are the people that got me to where I am today. So I'd always want them to be a part of the process and just see what, like I just got the warehouse, for example, a couple months ago, and I shared that whole experience with my customers and my followers and everyone, you know, mm-hmm. like I posted, I think I even like asked them like about design, like, yeah. you know, just like to see what they think would be cute in like the office and the warehouse. So yeah, that's something I always think like no matter how big I would get, I really want my followers and stuff like to be really involved with it and really just see like what it's like 
you know, the behind the scenes, the good and the bad, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, this was such a fun interview. I I love, (laughs) I love hearing about like the behind the scenes of a business Mm -hmm. and honestly, your story is so cool. Thank you. (laughs) You've started so many things and like seeing it take off is awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. It was so fun. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Where can they find you and then where can they buy your bikinis? So we have a website, thetropicalsociety.com and then on our Instagram, Tropical Society Dash. And then my TikTok is The Tropical Society. Amazing. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Hey, my name is Lovan Roomf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.